Welcome to the Intentional Encourager podcast, where each episode brings you compelling conversations and stories designed to entertain, enlighten, and encourage. And now here's your host, Brian Sexton. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. I am intentionally encouraged when I see people doing business the right way. And for the last 15 years, Damon Burton and his team at SEO National have done just that. Now you might say, Brian, what can they do for me and my business? I'm going to tell you what they can do for you. They can help you understand search engine optimization. There are a lot of players out there in the marketplace, but you want a team of people that are going to be dedicated to working with you and helping you to understand search engine optimization and how you can show up higher on search engines so that you can bring more revenue into your business. Damon and his team are full of integrity, honesty, decency, and trust. And if that's important to you and that encourages you, I would encourage you to give them a call today at 855-736-6285 or go to seonational.com and get a free quote and tell them you heard about it on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Get ready for a dynamite conversation coming up right now on the Intentional Encourager podcast. And welcome into the Intentional Encourager podcast. I'm your host, Brian Sexton. Thank you for joining us again today. You're going to get to see a lovely background. It's my hotel room in Conway, Arkansas, as we record this. But what you should focus on is my lovely guest who has joined me today, my friend, Andrea Standifer. And if I could talk better, I would have pronounced her name better. It's Andrea <laughs> Sandifer. There it okay. is. See, we, we, we don't, we're not going to edit this out or anything like that. It's like, why it's be how... perfect and technical and all this stuff? She's okay. the host of the Creatively Christian podcast. We're going to talk about her podcast. We're going to talk about and dive into some other things um, about her business. She's, she's an entrepreneur as well. But you can find her. We'll tell you how to find her and, and all the things that she's doing a little bit later. But right here, right now, you can find her on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Andrea, how are you today? Doing pretty good. It's nice to actually be sitting still for a while in one place. This will be nice. It's been kind of one of those whirlwind days as a mom and doing all the things. So thank you for having me. <laughs> I understand. I've probably driven about 250 miles today. So oh, it's, geez, yeah. you know, tra- traversing the state of Arkansas. So, But yeah, it's great to have you. Let's start here. Take me through how podcasting for you the last couple of years has changed because I started the Intentional Encourager podcast right as COVID was starting. Okay. And and so now we're at, you know, by the time this releases, we're going to be pushing 290 episodes. So nice. technology has changed a little bit. The quality of the audio has changed a little bit. We've, we've made changes and things like that. But I want to hear about your journey podcasting, kind of what's changed for you. And I don't want to know what the impetus was for starting your podcast, but I really want to know what you have found to be the greatest benefit Mm. starting your podcast? Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, It's fun. We've been doing it for almost two years now. Um, And it's fun. We work as a team. I am actually one of four hosts of the show. And so it's, it's fun. It's a team effort. We all come from different backgrounds and uh, creative backgrounds. And so we have that many more unique uh, guests on the show. So I think that's something I've really enjoyed um, when I go listen to the show. 
because I listen to all the hosts uh, guest uh, shows as well, uh, as I learn from everyone, no matter their background, their creative work, there's something we can learn from everybody. Um, especially being equally yoked as Christians, there's just something about what we do uh, that we have common ground, uh, not even knowing each other. We can listen to a conversation and find encouragement. And it's been really fun. I I really love every single person I get to talk to. Just I learn so much and we develop friendships. Um, yeah. And I, I probably may never meet them in person this side of heaven, but uh, I really enjoy knowing them now. So. I've been intentional about getting to know the people that have been on my podcast because I think the, the greatest way, I believe the greatest way you can have connection with people is sitting across. So for, for instance, today I had lunch with a guy that I'd been connected to for a while, but I'd never met. We got to nice. sit across the table from each other and talk and share and things like that. And so that's really cool. How do you do a podcast with four host because again i would be like when's it going to be my turn to talk right <laughs> how do you do a podcast with four hosts well we each take so let me clarify so each uh host is doing an episode at a time so we're not all like four on there at once uh but we each um like our, our producer kind of assigns us uh like when our next episode is coming up and so we each have kind of rotate through our weeks and stuff and uh, it's been really fun to engage with the other uh hosts just um offline and uh get to know them as well and what they're up to we're all so different so i'm a i'm a songwriter uh, worship leader. And then we have um, one of our hosts, uh, he works in animation, Christian animation. Then we have another, he's an improv guy. And then we have an, uh, another new host. She's over in the UK. She's an artist. Um, Did she you all know therapy. each other before you got together? Not at all. Not so at all. So tell me how, really how everybody came together. Yeah, podcast. it was it was one of those random, you know, scrolling Instagram, probably procrastinating, uh, doing dishes just uh, one evening and came across this um, ad that our producer Jake Doberins had put out. Uh, he started the organization called Theophany Media. And he was looking uh, to start this project, this podcast project and was looking for hosts um, to apply. And I thought, you know, I love podcasts and I, I like to talk. So uh, I don't know, maybe maybe they would want somebody like me, I'm not sure. So I did everything that Jake wanted for um, the interview portion and received a message back from him and the rest is history. It was really, really wow. fun. Yeah. Yeah. I just started podcasting. I <laughs> That's fair. Everybody. <laughs> You know, bought the equipment and that's right. <laughs> yeah, just asked some friends, like, "Hey, would you support a brother here?" And that's uh, right. Yeah, we are yeah. two hundred. It's so fun. It is, and, and and I think the biggest challenge, Andrea, that I have is just trying to stay encouraged to keep to keep doing it because mm. life gets it like you know like i'm out of town so i've got to pack the the equipment and fortunately everything that i use can be packed in a backpack so it's kind of cool yeah you can podcast on the go like that but it's finding the the motivation to do the editing and and things like that and and do that stuff for yourself 
But again, it's it's getting to have cool conversations like this. Take For me sure. to a moment in your podcast that that was a V eight moment. Like, like, see, I'm trying to do. If you watched on YouTube, I hit the <laughs> microphone and it bounced good, in. Good catch. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> the reflex skills of a podcaster. Yeah. So that's right. I mean, it's a V eight. Like, like, take me through one of those mm. V eight moments. Where you were just like, oh man, I did not expect this. Oh, um, there have been quite a few, but actually the one I just edited and sent off, um, it was really fun to revisit that conversation. So I got to chat with a, a songwriter, um, artist, uh, and uh, I'm sorry, so songwriter and author uh, in Colorado, kind of close by where I uh lived before moving here and so it was kind of cool we had that connect already just being from the same area and i didn't know him like we we kind of chatted you know had a little pre-interview got to know him a little bit so i could write good questions and um but during that podcast like the recorded podcast conversation we were talking about um how our our gifts and talents our our acts of like our things that we create yeah when we put those out into the world they're they're like offerings they're we are we are offering a service we are we're gifting the world this thing yeah. whatever it is yeah. and uh he he was telling a story about how they were on a river in colorado and one of his friends um he, he works in with trees. I think he owns a nursery or something like that. And he was remarking on this beautiful specimen of a pine tree on the side of the river and just couldn't get over how perfect this tree was and how beautiful. And just, it was captivating his friend and the other guys on the boat are like, okay, yeah, nice tree. But yeah, for that guy, that tree was such a gift. Yeah. Like that God created that tree and who knows, maybe he created that tree just for, that guy for that moment, to experience yeah. and love. And so, um, it was really fun. We, as we kind of processed that, we started to almost see our own work in the same way. And that God is a creator. He's the first creator and he offers his creation as gifts of service to us. And then in turn, we get to extend his gifts of service yeah. now and it was just it was a beautiful moment and i had never like i didn't hardly know this guy at all but we're sitting there having this deep uh kind of come to realization moment together live it was really cool so uh that was my favorite recently anyway so every well, conversation seems to have something amazing so well yeah and here's the thing too that 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 i i realize in and we can, we can pivot here on songwriting I've done some songwriting and it's amazing when I don't try to sit down and write mm. a song. If I would try to sit down and write a song off a of thought and it's like, do I want to, here's an example. I'll share an example with you. I wanted, so I, I sing in a Southern gospel quartet. Sweet. Yeah, so I'm a baritone singer. If you couldn't tell, I can I, tell. Yeah. <laughs> well, I used to sing the first tenor part, and then you know our baritone left, and so I drop, I, I drop down, and, and, and that's what we call it, drop down to the baritone part. But 
I one year for Christmas we were supposed to sing, and I'm like, I want an up tempo Christmas song, and I just I didn't want to. I was like, I'll just write one. So I came to the guys. I'm like, I think I got us something, and so we sang it, and you know, we sang it a couple of Christmases later, and I I thought, you know, when I tried to write something, it, it was a little harder for me to do mm -hmm. that. When you try to sit down and write something, are you to the point where it's like, I have an idea, I think I know where I want to go, or do you feel like you really need to have that creative inspiration mm. to, to really move forward in writing a song? Because I've done worship leading in church. I play music in church. I, I understand when you were talking about those things, I understand it connects with me. I, I do understand that, but having written songs myself, I want to know from your standpoint, do you need to be inspired or can you go, yeah, I can, I got a thought. I can, I can crank something out here and, and get it done. Yeah. It's a good question. And I, I do get that a lot from young songwriters, you know, um, kind of work with some of the youth in my church and it's been kind of fun to kind of mentor them a little bit. Uh, I still feel like a novice myself. So, um, Honestly, I've been lacking a little inspiration recently. Um, just life has been full. And so when life is full, your creative brain doesn't have as much time to uh, work well. And so, um, but I'm in the midst of a hymn writing collective right now and I have to submit work uh, in like the next week. <laughs> so there, there comes a point where I have to sit down and try, try to get something down on paper and what i find is if i even go through the um i had a guy recently say like if i go through the motions of building that muscle just working working on the craft uh even if it's trash uh even if it's something i never use but just that that um Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. Prices are going up by the day. We've got to find ways to increase our household revenue. Now, a couple ways you could do that is, one, you could go and ask your boss for a raise, but if that doesn't work, I've got another way for you. It's my friend Joe Hart's program called Products for Profit. Joe's been a guest here on the Intentional Encourage podcast and told his story about how learning retail arbitrage changed his life, and he's been helping thousands of people change theirs. Now, retail arbitrage is simply this. It's taking a product and buying it and then reselling it online for a higher price, and you keep the profits. And guess what? Amazon and Walmart use third-party resellers every day to fulfill their customer orders. I want you to go to productsforprofit.com or productsforprofit.card.co. Get connected to Joe's team. Tell them you heard about it on the Intentional Encourager podcast and start making money today with Products for Profit. And now let's get back to more great conversation on the Intentional Encourager podcast. It's like when you start to um, cook something in the kitchen. Yeah. It may not be enjoyable at first, and you're just kind of picking at ingredients and trying to read the recipe and figure out, but then you get like knee deep in it, and you're like, oh, okay, this is starting to take shape, and oh, you smell that? This, this is exciting. And Well, in him writing, you to... use a lot of these and thous. <laughs> yeah, you know, just, you know, if, if, you, know, if, if, if you get to a, a point where you get stuck, you want it to sound like it's about 200 years old. That, you know, it's feel safe. Yeah. yeah you know, it's like, <laughs> well, you were talking about the, the, the your friends, the, the guy that was on your podcast seeing a tree. What rhymes with tree is the. 
There it is. So, you know, if you want to get... You guys get, can use that if you need a rhyme. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like, your love is like a tree. I come to thee. You know, yeah. something like that. There you go. Yeah. That one's it, for free, everyone. Yeah, that's so. for free. Another thing that rhymes with it. <laughs> no, you, let's go here for just a minute because I that is, that is fascinating. I hear a lot of newer, and I'll use that in air quotes if you're watching on YouTube. I hear a lot of newer worship stuff. And if you're not a Christian, but you, you know, I'm, I'm going to take us somewhere here. We're going somewhere here. So even if you're not a Christian, you're still going to get where I'm coming. Just hang it, tight. Yeah. It feels like a lot of times in songs today that it's like, well, we don't, you know, we used to always have to rhyme, you mm-hmm. know, if you had a line in a song and you got to the end and, and, you know, let's say you were using um, sweet, uh, then, you know, you would want to say something like retreat or something that rhymed with the last line of that particular line of the song. Um, like we were talking about with tree and the things like that, free, stuff like that. Yeah. It doesn't feel to me like songs today are using that same type of poetic rhyming and that just that kind of like that iambic pentameter, mm-hmm. if I could go there. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like um, my Savior died for me. Uh, this is great. And it's, that's like two lines of the song. Am I missing? Is it just, and forgive me for saying this, is it old fart hear me? <laughs> That's like, you know, fuddy duddy, like, oh man, you're stuck in the eighties, you know, come come join us in the in the twenty first century here. Is it me or you know, and it could be that 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 pop songs and, and country things like like to me, if I hear a country song, I'm like, that's garbage. Cause it just sounds to me like it's like every song that a country artist sings is about getting drunk. And I'm like, who wants to do that? Like, like I don't drink, but I could just imagine it's pretty terrible the older you get because it's like the headache is magnified. Probably, yeah. Yeah, and you you have trouble <laughs> sleeping anyway. Why are we singing about this? Exactly. Why are we to this? Am I missing <laughs> something? Is it just a sign of my advancing age? Or it's what interesting. Do you, what do you see? Yeah, it's it's interesting. That actually came up in conversation this morning. Uh, I was part of a webinar with Keith and Kristen Getty and Matt Merker and um, my worship pastor and I were on there. And that was actually a question that was raised just this morning. Um, somebody was asking if it's important for us to you know have a rhyme scheme in our songs. Um, and Keith Getty's response was really wise. It was really cool. Uh, he said, well, it's safe. Uh, it's a safe place to be in your writing. Um, but if you were to look at a lot of Stuart Townen's recent writing and even some of his hymn style writing, he kind of breaks the boundaries of those rhyme, rhyme schemes. And then I got to thinking about, um, you know, like some of those songs that we sing, we sing them all the time in church. They don't necessarily rhyme, but they work. And there's something about them as long as they work or if if the if the thought flow works and it's what you're expecting, then it's not as noticeable. And I just released a song uh, last week that I, I noticed that my chorus does not rhyme hardly at all. Like I don't think there's 
any rhyme in it actually but that's what it was like that that that's the chorus and it forever yeah. will be for that it works and it has more of like a bookend effect i've got the same phrase in the beginning and the same phrase at the end you know so there's different ways that you can structure a song but as long as the the flow feels right and it, it doesn't feel unexpected then it, it can work absolutely well and and I, you make a you make a great point is that it feels like at times that some songwriters, whether they're in the Christian genre, I, I know I went to high school with a guy that that is a country music writer. And, you know, again, the the standard the standard pat answer, if you will, is, you know, let's let's um you know, let's have the one four five, let's keep it in a major key and let's you know, and, and in today's worship music, you know, to your point, there are some songs that are in minor keys and there's there's some chord structures that don't really go with and and, and we could go deep. I don't want to overcomplicate it because you know, if if you are you know, if if you have a song and you've written it in the key of G, there's a lot of time I mean, you could go in different places, but people are throwing minors like we played a song uh, a couple weeks ago the chorus the verse was in 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 g all the way through and we get to the bridge and it's in g minor whoa yeah so i'm i'm tra which is fine with me i can i can transition just fine but it feels like at times i listen to to some worship songs or i listen you know the times that i'll hear a snippet of something in another genre and I think to myself, what was the thought process behind that? Were you just yeah. trying to throw these chords in there because you thought it would be cool? Or, you know, what are you doing here? We, is it a byproduct? Do you feel like this? Let's, let's go here for a second. Do you feel like it's a byproduct of today's society hmm. where we're just, you know, we, we put filters to pictures because, you know, we don't want to show our true selves and things like that. Do you think we're kind of filtering songs, so to speak, and, and trying to write them in different lenses that we really haven't written? I hope I'm making sense oh, totally. with that question. Yeah, and I think you know that's something that comes up all the time is how do you write something original and how do you make it fresh and how do you make sure you're not being, you know, already saying something that's been said before. And um, I, I kind of laugh at those kind of answers because I'm like, okay, I think you're missing the point. Like, if there's a song born in your creative mind, that is a unique song. It may sound like a song that's already been written, but as long as you're not verbatim copying something, it's new, it is fresh. It's something that has never been done before and the world needs it. Um, well, if you're borderline copying something that's called there's infringement, that. yeah, <laughs> exactly. it's called copyright infringement. <laughs> We do not re we do not we recommend, recommend we don't recommend <laughs> copyright but infringement. Like, there example, will be attorneys, there yeah, will be lawyers. Yes. I've I have used other songs that I love as like a template. 
Um, like, what is it about this song? Why do I love the cadence of that phrase? Why do I do it? Is it the chord yeah. structure that I love? What is happening in this song that's like, when it builds to the bridge, what's happening there? And can I replicate that somehow? Like, there's no there's no there are no rules against um you know uh, looking at something and trying to pull it apart and studying it a bit but i think what's interesting is a, what i'm seeing a trend in a lot of worship music uh is it's lacking a lot of theological backbone um and i am i am so thankful uh to be led by a worship leader that makes that a priority in everything he writes and everything that we present on Sunday morning. Um, it's, it is so rich and it is so important for the church to be, in my opinion, it's so important for the church to be singing truth and the full reality of truth, like to not be afraid of lament, to not be afraid to sing scripture, almost word for word, to look for songs that are, full of the the narrative the story to make sure there's gospel truth in it and um to shy away from the i'd call it the fluffy surface level stuff yes there's room for that uh is it going to win hearts to jesus maybe well we've traded the lyrics for the music right I mean, yeah. you know, there there are a lot of times that if the music's not cool, well, nobody's going to write, you know, nobody's going to want to sing this song. Right. Or we, we've decided that we're going to get our set list for this Sunday off K-Love. Right. You know. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm just throwing it out there because again, yeah. it could be I could be construed as as a fuddy duddy like oh yeah we're you know but let's go here for a second is there one songwriter in history christian or secular that you'd love to have a 20-minute conversation with oh my gosh oh i would say isaac watts probably yeah uh he was definitely one of the great great hymn writers of the faith but he has so many like um i'd call them just pieces of poetry that weren't necessarily even set to music or they they were but they've never became um like a mainstream part of the church uh yeah and it's really really fun digging back into his body of work um there are a lot of resources online that you can go find um his work and just even some of his texts. And I love trying to take a text from him and set it to music. Uh, That's really fun. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. You know dreams are powerful pieces of intentional encouragement. We all have them. If you're a business owner, you've probably always dreamed of taking your sales to levels you've never seen before. I've got a guy that can help you with that. His name is Brad Norwood. My good buddy Brad has been on the Intentional Encourager podcast as a guest before, and he is a dream specialist. His company, Dream It Pro, offers incentive packages to travel to places such as the Masters, Kentucky Derby, the Super Bowl, even exotic places that you've always wanted to take your team, but you just didn't know how to do it. 
Brad's your guy. And oh, by the way, Brad's a certified bucket list coach, so he can help your team members achieve their personal dreams as well. I want you to go to www.dreamitpro.com and find out more or call him directly at 479-466-6907. And by the way, tell him you heard it on the Intentional Encourage podcast. Let's get back to more great conversation here on the Intentional Encourage podcast. And uh, it's a good yeah, exercise. Um, that's because... not a text message. Yeah, that's a, yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, this dude's sending, you know, he died yeah. know, a couple couple centuries ago. Yeah. Yeah. It would be really cool to just hear his heart yeah. uh, and and to, because he's such a good, um, the descriptive language that he would use in his writing. I just feel like he would have a depth of faith and a um, a way of seeing the world that would just it would it would catch like fire. It would just be so fun yeah. to be around. So yeah, I you know, Andrea. For me, there's two that come to mind. I would love to have a conversation with John Newton and say, "Did you ever <laughs> think Amazing Grace would become the right? most sung song in yeah. the history of Christianity?" You know, yeah. ama- you you can you can go. Da, 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 da. And everybody, everybody goes, well, knows that's it. amazing grace. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Did you, did you, you know, take me to how you came up with the idea for that one? And it was going to be, and, and I, I have three, I have three. <laughs> I, 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 no, you only gave me one. <laughs> well, but, it, but, but they're, in, but they're in that same catalog of, yeah. of, of writers, of hymn writers. You have Fanny Crosby, who was blind and went through all these different oh things where gosh, she lost yeah. a child and things like that. So much work. Yeah. And, she did so much. And I've met this guy. I'd love to have him on the Intentional Encourager podcast. So if anybody knows Mark Lowry, I'd love to have him oh. on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Because I've, I've, I've heard him talk about the house that Mary built. You know, when he wrote Mary, Did You Know? Yeah. And, and you know, it's like, okay you're sitting on the back of the Gaither bus and you write this song, have any idea it would become a Christmas standard now? Right. Like, you know, like silent night and jingle bells and grandma got run over by a reindeer. <laughs> but, but let's, yeah. let's take a few minutes and and just keep in that line. You're right about songwriting. It is a, an expression it can be an expression of sorrow and an expression of joy, mm-hmm. things like that. If you were sitting down and somebody said to you, do you have to be happy? Do you have to feel a certain way mm-hmm. when you're writing? And it could be somebody's writing a book or they could be writing something. What's your, take me, take me through your process a little bit as you're sitting down to write, whether it could be, a song, what, what, what does that process look like for you? Yeah, that's, it's a good question. And I, I feel like I'm starting to kind of discover what works best for me. Um, a majority a vast majority of my inspiration comes from, and just like a, a posture, a good posture for writing. It comes out of spending time in the Bible just sitting sitting with god talking to him about what i'm reading journaling a little bit trying to respond to what i'm reading uh sometimes i'm intentionally in one book it may be coming up uh, like an event coming up where that's what they're focused on but um 
a lot of times it's just I'm reading along with what we're doing as a church family, maybe our sermon series, and I, I'm wanting to respond a little bit to what I'm I'm learning and feeling on Sunday mornings, and, um, but I I feel like the the best posture, the best heart posture I can gain is through time in the word first before I tackle yeah. uh, writing anything creative, any any anything musically, especially um, back when we were as a church, we were writing through the book of Psalms. Um, we were writing uh, music to kind of go along with uh, all of the Psalms in the book of Psalms. We started with Psalm one and went through all the way to 150. And um, I helped out with that project a bit. That was probably my favorite songwriting, honestly, um, to take a psalm and either work with somebody else's lyrical paraphrase or develop my own because you really get to know the scripture <laughs> when you you are having to set it to melody. Um, and I loved those sessions of writing. Yeah, They were so rich and I, I would see the psalm completely afresh. Of course, when you spend that much time with anything, you get to know it that much better. And um, I, I feel like some of the psalm settings I've written are probably some of my better work just because of that, again, that heart posture, it was there. It was, it, it's just, yeah. it happened uh, because I was spending time with the Lord of my mission. And um, I like to think that I can do my best work when he's, when I've got the co-writer, uh, the best co-writer in the world, the Holy Spirit. So yeah, it's, it's, I find that's probably the best way to really get my creative juices flowing and um, to be intentional about spending time with God. Our worship team it. rejected my last submission. Uh-oh. <laughs> it was called sit down and shut up. Oh, well, you know. And spend time with the Lord. That was the next part, but they couldn't oh, get past see, the. We got to work they, on your titles. Well, yeah, they, yeah <laughs> they, they just couldn't get past sit down and shut up, you know. Well, it's catchy. But, well, well yeah, just let, let's finish here. This is really good. We could go for hours, but let's finish here because you, you want to try to be clever in writing. You want to try to have a real clever thought and, and get people to think of something um in a different way like um like i didn't know that about you mm. that's a, that that is something that's a, a, a but there could be a song there and, and it talks about you could talk about finding a deeper walk with the lord like i didn't know that about you or yeah. you could just take a catchphrase um just any type of catchphrase and 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 turn it into something where do you find song ideas? Because I, I know for me, somebody, I might have heard something. I'm like, man, that's a really, that'd be a cool song. Things like that. My dad wrote a song years ago that I helped him co-write. And it was above the, it was above the exit to our church. And it just said, faith makes things happen. And it was oh. just like, yeah, boom, there it is. For you, where yeah. do you, where do you get those ideas? Yeah, that's a good question. They seem to come from everywhere. Uh, it's usually something I've read in scripture or uh, my latest project, it's called Shepherd King. That combination of the two characteristics of Jesus uh, was, it really seemed almost like an oxymoron that uh, yeah. he's both shepherd and king. And the original version of the song uh, actually said Sovereign King. 
and I was kind of going through some coaching and uh, one of the coaches mentioned, you know, I know what you mean by sovereign, but I think I think you, there's a dimension to this song that you're missing more. Your lyrics are much more Psalm 23 esque, maybe tap into that a bit more. And that's where Shepherd came in because, you know, as I started to sink back into that Psalm and really pull the rest of my content from there, um, that's kind of how that was born, but it, it kind of, it's really fun to kind of, ride along with God on songwriting, because as he teaches me things or as he brings something to mind, uh, I, I get to trust that it's something he wants me to dig deeper into understanding. And, um, uh, with the Psalms, it, you know, what, it, what in a Psalm is sticking out to me? What's a phrase that I just can't quite get over or what stands out the most and, you know, trying to circle back to that and make that the focus of a, a piece is really fun. It's a fun process. So that's so cool. This has been a fun conversation. And, and again, um, we'll have part two of our conversation where Andrea tells her story, but Andrea tell folks where they can connect with you, how they can find your work, um, yeah. where they can find the creatively Christian podcast. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, yes, uh, creatively Christian podcast. You can find that under theophanymedia.com. Um, Jake's got a few projects on that website, but the podcast is definitely one of them. Um, I have a website. Um, I trust Brian will type this out for you because my last name's a little different, but it's Andrea Sandifer music.com. And I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I tweet a little bit, but I'm not as active there. Uh, but definitely Facebook and Instagram. I've got um, Andrea Music, Andrea Sandifer Music um, Facebook page, and try to be active on there as much as I can. But um, and then I've got just one single out on streaming platforms, plus a Christmas album which is really fun. Now it's like time to listen to Christmas music again. So, uh, that that's just yeah. the gift that keeps on giving. So, um, it's fun, fun to connect with people and be able to share that music, um, out there. So my latest Christmas single is called you're in the wrong house, Santa. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That'd be, a, that'd be an interesting hey, there it song. Is. Yeah. Andrea Sandifer, I so appreciate it. This has been fun. I appreciate you joining me on the yeah. Intentional Encourager podcast. My thanks as always to producer Bryce Sexton and technical advisor Matt Means. And of course, the ultimate thanks goes to the Lord Jesus Christ, who provides intentional encouragement every day through his word. If you're not subscribed to the Intentional Encourager podcast, hit the subscribe button wherever you get podcasts so you don't miss an exciting episode where you can get encouraged and stay encouraged. And remember, anyone, anywhere, at any time, any place can be an intentional encourager.